Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. It is 510 here in Northeast Pennsylvania, 35 degrees. It says hazy outside, but dark anyway. One way or another. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Got a lot of calls in the queue, so I'm going to get to them in a minute. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Get involved with the conversation. Let's go to uh, Eugene from the Diamond City on last night's debate. Eugene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good afternoon, Mr. O. Yeah, I, I did watch the debate last night. I, I was fortunate. They, I'm on uh, the uh, antenna, and it was on the antenna, and uh, I'm a pro-life Democrat, but, but I was a, if I was a GOP, I'd be supporting uh, uh, Christie or uh, Nikki Haley. I thought they they did really good. I'd say uh, Mr. Deswami, he's denying climate change, which is absurd in that. So uh, that's mainly um, what I was what I was calling about that I what did, brought you to Chris Christie? What'd you like about what he did? Because that, well, that's I, that's unusual. I, I haven't heard that people have been drawn to him. Yeah, well, I, I think he's you know, I, I think he's honest. He was uh, he was a a uh, a attorney. Uh, in a Jersey district, and I know when Deswami said that uh, if I was president, I would give everybody in Taiwan a AR-15, and then he said, and, and Christie says, well, you know, we can't do that legally because that's their country, and they've got their constitution, and, and you know, we couldn't do that. So I, I thought he said that, and I, you know, I, I thought he's, I think he's a genuine guy. He's uh a family man, you know, and uh, so I, I, you know, I, I thought he uh, would be good. And I thought with Nikki Haley, she, uh, when uh, the, the Florida governor, you know, attacked her, you know, she was cool and said, I, you know, I'm, uh, you know, those are lies. Those are lies. And I, I believed her. And I, I think she, you know, she could be a good president, maybe up, Hillary, Hillary Clinton, of course, it's my opinion, or yeah. or maybe Golda Golda Meir or Margaret Thatcher, maybe maybe she's not up there yet. Well, time would tell. All but right, Eugene, as a as a pro life Democrat, are you happy with the job this administration is doing, the Biden administration? Uh, I I guess I'm not, but I mean, uh, Democrats, in my opinion. You know, we're we're working people. You know, mm-hmm. my grandfather was. You know, so he he was in the union back in a coal miner. He was a he was a miner. He wasn't a you know labor. He'd go under mines and so on. Uh, I I wish they there. It's not being. It wasn't talked about uh, last night, Mr. Owen, in the debate. They didn't they didn't bring up the abortion. So you know, I guess the lesser are two evils. You know, Joe from Scranton, I kind of wonder what he, the conversation, and I think I wrote him, I said, you know, I'd be interested if the, when he talked to Pope Francis, I wonder if abortion was brought up in the conversation, you know, that would be, that would be really, you know, interesting to me, you know. Yeah. But But the fact that you're watching the GOTB debate, are you looking for a possible alternative to a Joe Biden? Uh. Probably not. 
Okay. Probably, probably, probably not. So, so uh, just seeing what they have to then, say, seeing what the what yeah, they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like, the, you know, I think uh, somebody told me while I was living in Indiana that uh, democracy isn't a spectator sport. You got to, you know, got to participate. So. Uh, no, I agree, yeah. and I applaud you yeah. listening to them and, and having your advice yeah. on what you saw last night. I appreciate you checking in uh, with us, Eugene. Uh, okay, you, you and your senora have a good evening. Thank Bye-bye. you, Eugene. Have a great night. <laughs> but. Um, and yeah, I, you know, it's a great perspective. You know, he, he was, Eugene was honest with us, told us what he was liking, you know, said he's really not happy with the administration, but he's probably not looking for an alternative, you know, a unique perspective from our area. And that's what we're looking for here. So I appreciate Eugene checking in. Let's go to, uh, Bill from Wilkesbury on gun control. Bill. Thanks for taking my call. I, we were talking about guns earlier. Now, if Joe Biden really wanted to do something about gun violence, uh, he has control of the Justice Department, and he could do it any time he wanted by enforcing across the board federal laws that make it a felony uh, punishable by consecutive time to merely possess a gun during a violent crime, let alone brandish or fire the gun. Uh, Pennsylvania has a law, it's a felony to steal a gun and traffic in stolen guns and federal law over which Biden has control of enforcement. Uh, can add additional time for trafficking in stolen guns? And there's also something called the Armed Career Criminal Act, which for repeat offenders has a 15 mandatory minimum with no parole in the federal system. So if they really wanted to do something about gun violence, they already have the tools to do them, and they are not using them. So I don't think they should come to us and ask for more gun laws when they aren't using the ones we have. Well, especially last night, Bill, and you you brought up great great points that I bring up all the time. You know, if this big, scary black weapon that you, you call a weapon of war is so bad, well, then increase the time for it, mandatory time, like you said. If these extended magazines are so bad, anytime they're used in a felony, you know, maximize the time penalty. And we've seen time and time again they're not. There's a judicial revolving door when it comes to gun crimes, which is why we have so much repeat offenders. Um, and when it comes to this incident specifically that I was talking about, they were calling for gun control before they even knew what happened. And when it turned out to be a handgun, okay, well, what are you talking about then? What, what you know, it's just hyperboil. You're you you know nothing of what you're talking about. You don't wait for a single fact. You just jump on the political bandwagon of gun control. That's right. We have a couple of additional examples we have locally. I think a couple of people were convicted of murdering people with guns, and there was a kidnapper, I think, was found with a gun with a bullet with the kidnapping victim's name on it. As far as I know, he didn't, he didn't get any federal time for possessing that weapon uh, during this violent felony. Actually, the victim says he pointed it at her, and that would be seven years' mandatory minimum for brandishing the weapon. But as far as I know, that didn't happen. No, it doesn't. It doesn't happen, and it doesn't happen far too often, which is why we have the issues that we have. Bill, thanks for checking in with your, with your thank, insight on that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and let's check in with my friend from Angelo from Madisonville on gun control. Angelo, how's you doing, my friend? Uh, doing good, man, doing good. I love this show today. I'll t- I like the show every day. But I'm, I'd like to ask Mr. Casey, what possible more laws could you implement that would do any good and make things better. There's none. We live in the best country in the world. 
My father did 37 years in the military. He was all over the world. I was all over the country with him. And I was even, I was too young, but I was in a few other countries also. But this is the best. Like, no matter what laws you have, no matter how good they are, there's always going to be somebody that don't care about you, me, or the laws. This guy, this bandwagon that they jumped on, they're always jumping on it. it, it it's ridiculous. It, there, there's the gun control laws. There, I, I can't, I, I don't know every single one of them. I, you know, I was reading them and everything. This, this guy here, this uh, uh, Casey, you know, I, I like to talk to him. I don't know if he'll remember me. Me and my uncle did trees at his cottage years ago, removed trees. Now, I know his mother and father would have knew me. But I don't know if he'd remember me. I'd like to ask him, Mr. Mr. Casey, what, what laws would you implement to add to this? There is none. We got the best laws there is. I don't understand it, Rob, how, how they always, whenever something happens, and you're right, you're right, and so is that other guy. They're always jumping on that wagon and, and using that as an excuse. Oh, see, I told you. The laws are no good. The laws are good. There's just bad people out there. There's the good, the bad, and the ugly. And nothing and they're proposing would have prevented this. And I'll, I'll read Bob, Senator Bob Casey. He, he posted this two hours after the shooting before not a single fact was known. He said, alerts like these have become far too common in America. I'm praying for the victims in Las Vegas. Just this morning, Republicans in the Senate blocked multiple gun safety measures. It's past time. For them to stop blocking common sense gun safety legislation that will save lives. There is not a single piece of legislation in his entire career that would have stopped what happened at this campus yesterday. This was a 67-year-old man, college professor, who bought a handgun, who had a, a some kind of disgruntled motive towards the, the, the staff at this because he applied for a job and didn't get it and, and, and acted on it. So for him to post that two hours after this started, and, and I said right after he posted that yesterday, I said without knowing a single thing about the incident, nothing about the suspect, the motive, the gun, the caliber, the style, nothing, without an ounce of fact, what safety measures would be applicable, Bob? And I asked him that and obviously didn't get an answer. And then today when it came out, what type of weapon was used and what what the, 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 the shooter, who the shooter was, again, crickets from him because he knows there's not a single thing that could have prevented this. Unfortunately, there are bad people in this world, which is why we have good people also with guns to stop them. And that's not just law enforcement. That's people all around the world. We don't hear about the tens of thousands of armed legal individuals who protect themselves day in and day out about this country because they suppress those facts. It happens tens of thousands of times a year. There you go. How could you beat what you just said? Uh, and, and you're right on the money there. I, I When my uncle died, he, I seen uh, what's-his-name's wife there, uh, uh, the other one. I can't even remember his name. I'm so – my blood pressure is sky high. Listen, I saved that uh, that uh, response that he had, and I and, and somehow I deleted it because I wanted to show uh, my, my cousin this response that Casey put in there. But uh, – you know, I seen the uh, what's his name's wife, my cousin and uncle. You know, when they died, that lady was nice enough to come, uh, you know, to the viewing and the funeral. You know, and uh, he didn't. He's busy in uh, wherever the hell he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, uh, what's his name? 
Oh, Munley. Yeah, it was Marianne Munley. Okay. Uh, her husband. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, that's how much I like him. <laughs> you know, but uh, she she the uh, state senator. Yeah. Bob yeah, Munley. What's his name? Bob Munley. Uh, well, there's there's Bob uh, Casey, and then there's that other guy that was the lawyer, and he he was in her firm, and and he isn't in the firm anymore. But you know what? Both of them jump on the bandwagon every time something happens, and like you said, there ain't nothing they could do or change that would have stopped what happened in Las Vegas. It's as simple God as that, and they jump the gun and make it political rather than, you know, worrying about the victims and worrying about the situation. That's why th that this time, you know, the last voting in November and this the next one coming up is very important. The next two voting uh, term uh, time is time for people to get out there. No excuses. You know, get out there and vote. You can't complain unless you vote. And then you, you, we could change them people, get them people out of there and get some other people in there. And I'm telling you what right now. They got to change the, the 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 limits, you know. I mean, you know, these guys are in there; they're a hundred years old. Yep, term you know limits I mean? would be welcome, Angela. We're gonna have to leave it there. I'm up against traffic and weather, my friend. Okay. Yep. Good show, man. Thank Take you, Angela. Thanks for checking in. You're late today. It's uh, five twenty-three here. Oh, WILK. I didn't want to interrupt Angelo. Uh huh. Sure. I was listening. I didn't want to. Mm. He always has something nice to say. He does. I like Angelo, so Angelo can thank me later. There you go. This traffic update is brought to you by Bendella Data Internet. Looks like we have a backup on 84 westbound still because of that emergency pothole repair going on at mile marker 3. Hopefully they'll be clearing that up shortly and have that wrapped up soon. Uh, we have an accident on Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit, well, in South Abington Township. That happening near Center Avenue as you're coming from the Scranton area heading toward Clark Summit, I believe. Uh, it also looks like uh, there's some heavy traffic on Northern Boulevard. I already said that. On um, North Kaiser Avenue in Scranton. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Okay, Nikki, two okay. times. And, and, What's wrong with me? Nick, you said it twice. I said my so name said twice. You said, no, I called. It's from a movie. Nikki two times. Oh, okay. It was actually it was Tommy two times, but he you said people things who, twice. And you people. You people. Me, who, uh, don't you <laughs> put you me know, in a box? Who remember? How do you know I'm people? Who? Well, this is true too. <laughs> I, you're, you all are so right. Um, that can remember. How do you know I identify today? <laughs> Yeah. I stop it. <laughs> Those of you who can remember movie lines kill me. I can't remember my name half the time, and you remember lines from movies. How does that? Ha how does that work? Goodfellas, when he's introducing all the guys, he says, oh, "It's Jimmy two times because he says things twice." I'm going to get the papers. Get the papers. Oh. Okay. You said Northern Boulevard. Northern Boulevard. Boulevard. So. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I get it. I get it. Your now. little trivia today. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, mostly cloudy early, followed by gradual clearing overnight, low 30. Uh, Friday, mix of sun and clouds, high 50. Saturday, some sun in the morning, giving away to afternoon clouds, high 55. Not a bad day. It's the day of the Army Navy game, by the way, if you make sure you keep your day free for that. Sunday, cloudy, breezy.
and warm with rain, heavy at times in the afternoon, high 58. It's currently 35 degrees and mostly cloudy outside here at 526 at your official weather station, WILK. And that's where it comes from with the Rob O'Donnell <laughs> Show at WILK. That. Yep, and that's that. That's from uh, Goodfellas. I watched that being filmed. That was filmed right near my house when I lived in Queens, New York, in New York City. Um, a lot of that was filmed in the Airline Diner, which is right along what used to be the Grand Central Parkway. I think they call it something different now. But uh, the Airline Diner is still there, and it's used for a ton of movie scenes. But that was one of the scenes they used there. It's uh, 5.30 here at WILK, 35 degrees outside. Talked about yesterday where there was this referendum in Venezuela to take over part of Guyana, pretty much. They wanted to take about a fifth of the country, a third of the country. Uh, and they put it to vote to the people of Venezuela. You know, Do you think we should take this? It's an oil-rich area. And uh, the population of Venezuela voted 95% to, yeah, let's just take this area of another country next to us. That's a problem, though. And mind you, Venezuela is not a small country. I believe they have a military in the hundreds of thousands, somewhere in the 100,000 rank, 150,000, 130,000 military. It's kind of antiquated. And again, with under Maduro and under Chavez before that and, and the way that they've been run down, there's not a lot of uh, technology or funding or for, their, for a strong military, but they do have a military. It's definitely bigger than Guyana's military, which I believe is under 10,000. But there's a problem here if this starts to happen. And Maduro has ordered that this is to start immediately. Now, if it does or not, it's a different story. Now, this is a heavily jungled area. It will be a problem. Guyana could possibly fight you know, unconventional warfare in there to really tie things up for Venezuela. But I found this uh, agreement between Guyana and the United States. And it says, the U.S. and Guyana enjoy a long-standing security partnership marked by a strong collaboration collaboration between SOUTHCOM, which is the U.S. military's arm that covers South America and the Caribbean, and the GDF, the Guyana Defense Federation, that is focused on disaster preparedness, humanitarian assistance, maritime security, human rights, professional development, defense— and public security missions, and countering transnational crime. We have a long-standing security partnership and an agreement with Guyana that we will stand with them in security matters, in defense matters. Now, I've talked to some military friends of mine and uh, bounced this off of them, and they said it would probably be a good time for either France or England to maybe put one of their aircraft carriers off the coast of Guyana to send a message to Venezuela. For us to do it, it would kind of be provocative and probably not be the right way to go at this time. But what happens if Venezuela starts to send troops into this area to strip it of its natural resources, its oil-rich area that's there? Um, Guyana's president told the Associated Press on Wednesday that his country is taking every necessary step to protect itself from Venezuela, which has ordered a state-owned companies to explore and exploit oil and minerals in the vast Esquibo region, which Guyana considers its own. When asked if he has requested military assistance, President Efran Ali said his government is reaching out to allies and regional partners, some of which Guyana has defense agreements with. To protect Esquibo. We're one of those allies. 
So is this yet possibly another front for us? It's going to be interesting, but the proper move for military experts that I speak with would probably be for, uh, and I'm pulling up now, France or Britain should send a carrier to the area to send a message to Venezuela that this is a no-go option for them. And that's what, uh, you know, I trust my military experts. You've heard some of them on the show. They're some of the best in the country, if not the world. It would be a smart move. But if this does start coming push to shove, we do have a signed agreement with them. And where I just read from you is an agreement right from the U.S. Embassy in Guyana from CENTCOM. U.S. Army, Guyana Defense Forces, strengthen military partnerships. And uh, I've posted this on my social media. And this was just reiterated November 27th and 28th of this year, just two weeks ago because they foresaw this coming and said uh, the SFAB is a specialized unit the U.S. Army established to advise and assist partner nations since 2002 they've conducted several joint training exercises with the Guyana Defense Forces to strengthen their capacity and capability of tactical and operational levels so uh, it's something to watch out for if this escalates at all it's uh, 534 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 540 here at the station, 35 degrees and mostly cloudy. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phone now. We have L from Wayne County on the debate last night. L, how are you doing? I'm okay. How are you doing today? Good. So do you watch the debate? Yes. I did. Did you get to see it? I got parts of it. I didn't watch the, the entire thing. Uh, it kind of disinterests me, to be honest with you. Well, to be honest with you, I was disappointed because the one before this one was more respectful to the, each each person that was going to speak. Because I'll tell you what, I don't, I don't like when people start talking over other people and arguing with them when it's even not, not their time to talk. I'm not a big fan of that, and that's basically what happened almost the whole debate. And even Christy, now, Christy, every time he did get, like, uh, a little bit uh, vocal, he was always talking about Trump. And I was really disappointed in him because he was getting bypassed. Every single question he was getting bypassed, and he didn't speak up and say, hey, when's my turn? I didn't hear him say that at all, and I felt he should have because he wasn't acting like a person that really is going to be a good president. You know, he was like getting walked over last night, I felt. And I said, you know, some of the things he said last night I did like because I'm not a fan of his. When he was on Trump's side, he always was pretty good in uh, his questions and and how he looked at things, you know. But once he went against Trump, I, I didn't feel the same thing about him. I, I didn't feel that he would be a good person to ever be president, and that's that's what I got out of him last night. Now, now Haley, I, I I tell you what, she was getting shots left and right, and. I think she was getting to the point where she, she, you know, at the end, she said, I'm not even going to comment on on what the last person had said. 
I think it was with Swami. I think he had said something at the end because between him and um, DeSantis, I was surprised. He was, he was really coming after her last night. And she said, well, you guys are just jealous that I, that they, they want me now instead of your, your help and helping you. And, she spoke up for herself, and I think I think she'd be she'd be pretty darn good, I'll tell you. Uh, and DeSantis, I usually like him, but I didn't like him going after her like he was doing last night. He he was really giving her double barrels, I'll tell you. I, I just I, I don't know, but um, I thought the people that hosted it should have done what the people did the the, the debate before where they gave each person time, and then they they interrupted them. And they kind of stuck to that. And that's the kind of debate I like to watch, because it's, it's, it's more fair. And every person gets a chance to say what they want to say, and the time that they're allowed. So I just, I didn't care for those two people that hosted it because of that. I thought that they just let, let the people control the debate instead of them controlling the people. Yeah, um, I watched the, the the recap of it. I watched the sound clips. Uh, I, I'm I'm hoping that you know Chris Christie and and Vivek Ramaswamy you know, step aside at this point. I don't think they have gaining any ground. Um, but I mean, there's a clear front runner at this part. If there's ever going to be a debate, you know, between Trump, DeSantis, and Haley, uh, or you know where it stands, then we'll have to see. But uh, I I just think we've 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 seen this run of candidates. Thankfully, it was narrowed down to four. But even at this debate, from what I saw, four was too many on that stage. They, like you said, they yeah. they stepped on each other. They went after each other. I didn't like the ganging up on Nikki Haley. Uh, I think she handled it well, saying, you know, thanks, guys, for the attention. Uh, it was a great, a great liner by her. And, uh-huh. you know, I had high hopes for Ramaswamy, and he just didn't never reach that potential to me. No, I, I, I don't think so either, no. Well, I appreciate you checking in, Al. Thanks for calling. Okay. Well, have a great night. You Thank too. You. Bye-bye. It's uh, 544 here at WILK. Is it time for traffic and weather? Time for weather. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, mostly cloudy early, followed by a gradual clearing overnight, low 30. Friday, mix of sun and clouds, high 50. Saturday, some sun in the morning, giving away to more Afternoon clouds, high 55. Sunday, cloudy, breezy, and warm with rain, heavy at times in the afternoon, high 58. It's currently 35 degrees and cloudy here at 545 at your official weather station, WILK. It's time for the NEPA Premium Perks. Enjoy this half-off deal for the Crayola Experience. Two deals. Buy one ticket, get one free for $27.99. Or buy a family four-pack of tickets for $55.98. Kids and adults can explore art and technology and express their creativity. One-of-a-kind family experiences with dozens of creative activities. Located at 30 Center Square in Easton, Pennsylvania, visit GetMyPerks.com for all the details. Looks like we have no reports of any accidents at the moment. Late update. Huh? Late update. I'm, okay, so I'm late, Rob. <laughs> I was on the computer looking at the map and mm-hmm. drifted off into space and realized... Christmas oh shopping. My, oh, my gosh. It's Christmas late. Shopping. And I wasn't Christmas shopping this time. I don't Christmas shop on I the know. internet. That is not what Nikki does. Okay, sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. no, she's throwing things at me. 
Put, I tell you that put every, the headphones down. <laughs> my, no, it was my glasses that fell off my head as I was trying to fix the headphones. Oh, that's okay. Now you're blind. That's, I, what, that's better. I, I have a short leash. Um, good thing there's no accidents or um, well. You have to understand that in every studio, this thing to plug my headphones in is on a different side. So it's just really, I have to switch things How around. How long have you worked here? You mean? I've How long have you worked over here? Over five years. How, as a whole? Here? Well, in radio. In radio. Oh, 40, 40 years. Figure out where the plug is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just busting your chest. <laughs> it's always different is what I'm trying to say. So at any rate, good thing there's no accidents, no major problems, no uh, backups. You know how the Looks equipment good. identifies today. This is true. I, you know, we don't even want to discuss. Well, let's ask Jake about the equipment. Should we? <laughs> Should we have a discussion? That'll fill your last 10 minutes of your show. He was strangling the computer the last time I saw him. I know. I don't I, know how you strangle a computer, but he gets his hands around it and it starts shaking. I Homer Simpson on it. Yep. I asked him earlier, gold, silver, or copper? Both. And I want to know what kind of hammer he wanted. Like, Both. what color would he like? All of them. <laughs> Christmas I, is coming. I shouldn't encourage him. Both. <laughs> I could get them. in trouble for that, can I? Is that enticing a riot or well, something? When I actually <laughs> wrap a hammer and give it to him for Christmas... <laughs> Am I going to be held responsible? Well, this is for what I'm thinking. I, I, you might that's be totally up my alley. Yes, and then then we're going to have to make hammers illegal. <laughs> we're not allowed to bring shotguns into this facility, so, so a hammer will have to do. <laughs> oh God! Oh man! I didn't say that. All right, all right. Rob O'Donnell said that for the computer. For the, did you say the traffic yet, or you're forgetting traffic? There oh, there is no traffic. All right. Well, there we are now. Hi, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> the Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van temperature controlled and high security in just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Well, we talked about that passenger rail, and I don't mean to get everybody riled up because we're towards the end of the show here. So don't get riled up for me. We just talked about that railroad. I give, gave you my opinion on it. I think you all had pretty much the same opinion on it coming here. But Western Pennsylvania got $144 million in federal funding to expand its passenger rail service. Get this, Jake, from Pittsburgh to Harrisburg. Really? Does that many people really want to go from Pittsburgh to Harrisburg and vice versa? Or is this just an express route for our politicians that live out there? I think it's an express route. Federal lawmakers said Wednesday that the Railroad Authority Administration is putting $144 million towards a project that will add daily round-trip Amtrak passenger rail service between Pittsburgh and New York City through Harrisburg. The funding will be used to upgrade rail infrastructure the Keystone West Corridor between Pittsburgh and Harrisburg that will allow Amtrak to add a second daily round-trip on the Pennsylvania line, which runs from Pittsburgh to New York via Harrisburg and Philadelphia. Are, are they really just trying to ruin our state in the Keystone State or what? I mean, so you could technically, Jake, let, let's let's plan this out here. Take the railroad from here to Harrisburg and then from Harrisburg to Pittsburgh when you can just drive in four hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be... An hour and uh, 45 minutes from here. I mean, it's two hours to drive to Harrisburg. Yeah. So with the train there, it's not, train is not that much. I mean, the train from here to New York City, I think, is three hours they're, they're looking at. 
you know, I could drive there in two and a half. Exactly. So, you know, even if it's two hours and then you got to go another four hours across, I mean, going across Pennsylvania will be a pretty route, hopefully. You know, I've seen where that train goes through the lower tier of Pennsylvania. If you drive out there on that, uh, the lower turnpike, you can see the railroad off through the mountains there. And oh, it's a good trip, but $144 million. When I saw it, I, I, this, they must have updated it to New York because when I read the story earlier, it said from Pittsburgh just to Harrisburg. I was like, really, that many people from Pittsburgh want to come to Harrisburg? Interesting. But uh, that's the $144 million. So they're really pushing this rail service across Pennsylvania anyway. So we'll see where that leads us. What do you feel about that out there? Also got some news about tomorrow. Uh, you'll be in good hands tomorrow. Jake will be here, right? You're here tomorrow, Jake, right? Yeah, I'll be here tomorrow. Jake's Rob. here tomorrow, and we'll have Sue Henry in the seat here. I'm taking a day off tomorrow. I have some things to do and some events to go to in the afternoon tomorrow and, and evening. So I will not be here tomorrow, but Sue Henry will be here. So I always feel good when the show's in Sue Henry's hands. She's always good. I was a fan of her show when she was here in the seat, and now she'll be back tomorrow between 3 and 6, and she will be giving away Trans-Siberian Orchestra tickets tomorrow. So... I know I've seen the responses. You guys love when Sue Henry's here. You'll have her tomorrow. I'll be back on Monday. And um, two things. I want to commemorate the anniversary of Pearl Harbor today, a day that for sure lives in infamy, having two Navy children. Uh, it's near and dear to my heart. I've had the pleasure of speaking to people who were there and to see it through their voice, what they saw with their eyes is just incredible. They are, without a doubt, the greatest generation. And I want to thank not many of them around anymore, but I want to thank those that are or those whose family members were there. Uh, also, I want to wish from my family to your family, anyone celebrating Hanukkah. It starts tonight to tomorrow. Uh, so um, happy Hanukkah on this start of your season. It's uh, 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the show in just a minute. Well, that's going to be it for the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. Again, happy Hanukkah to all our Jewish friends and listeners.